Have you realized yet that your purpose in life is constantly evolving? The thing is, it can only evolve, grow, and expand to the extent you're willing to do the work to heal. That's why I've created a transformative half-day virtual event designed for purpose chasers who want to integrate their authentic selves in every aspect of their life. Together, we're going to co-create conversations around reflecting on current patterns, amplifying your genuine desires, prioritizing fulfillment over the facade of what you should do, and we'll talk about achieving actual tangible results. I believe our work together will have a profound impact on your life as we break you out of autopilot, scale your potential, and set you up to attract everything you say you desire. Plus, this space will be an enjoyable and supportive environment for new connections with like-hearted purpose chasers from all over the world. Together, we will laugh, dance, and maybe cry, but we'll be doing the work together. If this speaks to your soul and you want to detox and release what's no longer serving you so you can live fully in the pillars of redefining wealth, tickets are currently complimentary for this half day of coaching, training, and co-creating a new blueprint for your heart's desires directly with me. So grab your ticket today at patricewashington.com slash soul detox. That's patricewashington.com slash soul detox. We are all evolving. We're all growing. We're all changing. And if we're not growing and evolving and changing, what, what are we really doing? We're just stuck in that same place. It's good to get out of our comfort zone. We get really comfortable in our own discomfort. You are listening to the Redefining Wealth podcast with Patrice Washington. In today's episode, I sit down with productivity expert, Tanya Dalton. She says that there is joy in missing out. Hey there, this is Patrice Washington from patricewashington.com where we chase purpose, not money. Welcome back to another episode of Redefining Wealth. And this is the second in the Results Not Resolution series. This is how we kick off every year around here at Redefining Wealth. If you are new, here's what you need to know. You have entered into a space where we truly believe that wealth is so much more than money and material possessions. Around these parts, we believe that wealth is about well-being, which was the original definition. And so each and every week, every single Thursday, we tackle different topics that connect to our six pillars of wealth. And I start every year off with results, not resolutions, because I truly want to help you create the mindset, the beliefs, the habits, the rituals that are going to truly change the way you live this year. This is not for people who merely want to be interested. If you found yourself here, it's because you are committed to becoming the best version of yourself and you're committed to redefining what wealth looks like for you, right? And one of the ways that we do that is by focusing on the people pillar. And so I am so excited to bring Tanya Dalton to you. She actually was the Pod Club Book of the Month, Um, this past fall in 2019, we chose The Joy of Missing Out and every person who read it in Patrice's pod club over in the Purpose Chasers community, just they fell in love. We all took away different nuggets. She was live with us. And as as it would have it, as I want to say luck would have it, it wasn't lucky at all. We kept having technical difficulties. So I didn't get to use that 
which for me was good because I got an opportunity to talk to her again and it was even better and I am so excited. But before I jump into this episode, I want to let you know it's brought to you by our very own Redefining Wealth community. We call ourselves Purpose Chasers. And there are over a thousand of us over in a Slack community waiting for you to join us because over the next several weeks, our goal is to help pair you with accountability partners. I am so serious about helping you live these pillars in your real life. Like, I don't want this to just be a cute podcast that you listen to. I want it to be the foundation for your life as it is for mine. And I know that that comes or requires accountability. And so our community concierge is doing her best to wrangle everybody who is interested in accountability partners um, together and pair you with someone who's on the same journey or, you know, on a similar path. And we're trying to do it by um, by area. There are purpose chasers all over the world. So come and check it out. It's completely free. It's at I am a purpose chaser.com. All right. So before we get into this episode, let me give you the official bio for my girl, Tanya. Overwhelmed, too many women are swamped and exhausted by all they strive to do, ending most days feeling unsatisfied and unsuccessful. Tanya Dalton, productivity expert and CEO of the Inkwell Press Productivity Company, offers these women a liberating shift in perspective. Feeling overwhelmed isn't the result of having too much to do. It's from not knowing where to start. In her highly anticipated first book, The Joy of Missing Out, Dalton inspires women to reject the pressure to do more, be more, and achieve more. She shows them how to focus on what's important to them and then helps them develop their own unique productivity system. I'm telling you, this stuff really works. As a result, women discover they can finally live guilt-free, abundant lives because living a life centered around their priorities results in more satisfaction and success, both at work and at home. Without further ado, here's my girl, Tanya Dalton. Welcome to the Redefining Wealth podcast, Tanya. Thanks so much for having me. Oh my gosh. Okay, we've already had so much fun before we hit record. I don't, I don't, do we have more to say? No, I'm kidding. Oh, we we do. We definitely do. (laughs) We have tons to say. First of all, I have to say thank you. Big thank you to both of our girl, Marshawn Evans Daniels, for connecting us. Yes. Oh my gosh. Love me some Marshawn, right? Yes. Yeah, I do too. I'm so grateful. And I don't think it could have come at a better time. Yeah, like I, there was just I agree. so right. much going on in my life and so much transition mm-hmm. and I don't know, opportunities for just revelation, I guess. And your book just came at the right time. I, I know I that. told you when we did our pod club call, I think mm-hmm. I told you via DMs on Instagram. <laughs> I told you when we logged on today, the joy of missing out is a game changer. And I can tell that you literally put your all and put your heart into this book. And I did. Yes. I, if no one else says thank you a hundred times, I'm going to tell you because <laughs> oh, you are saving me, girl. Oh, I love hearing that. Thank you so much. And we we kind of touched on this before, but it's like you sit and and you write this book, and you're I'm you know I literally would imagine the woman I was speaking to, I would speak you know to her, mm-hmm. not necessarily write, but I would picture her next to me. But you're in this room all alone, and you're like, man, I really hope this resonates. I really hope people connect with this. I really hope women hear this message because it is meant 
for them. And so to hear you saying that you heard the message and it has spoken to you, that is like, it's amazing. It really is. That is, I'm so grateful for that. Girl, did I hear it? You like hit me over the head. (laughs) I was, I was several pages in and I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. There were women in my pod club that said they originally got the audio and it was just too juicy that they were like, you know what? Let me stop and order the book. I need to be able to <laughs> highlight and underline. I want to write. I showed yeah. you my book. My book ha- is dog-eared, tabbed. I have sticky notes in it. Literally, this was one of those books that I started reading and making changes instantly. Oh, I love like, that. Like I was making changes as I was going. And so let me just jump right in. This is, this is where I want to start. And I'm going to read a paragraph from the book. I worried about saying no. I fretted about keeping up appearances. And I stressed that I wasn't doing enough, even though I was running myself ragged. I was afraid to miss out on any opportunity. So I was saying yes to anything and everything. My attention was scattered like leaves in a windstorm. I didn't know it at the time, but I needed to discover the joy that comes when we center our lives on what is truly important and learn to let go of the rest. <sighs> yep, I had, to, I had to live through that season, right? To get to that point. And I think that's the thing that so many women experience is this feeling like we're, we're scattered, like, you know, leaves in a windstorm. Or we're like, we're looking here, we're looking there. What am I supposed to do? Opportunity only knocks once. I have to answer every single time it comes knocking. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I really did live that season in my life. And that helped give me the clarity. I think that's one of the things that's so true is that so often you have to live through these hard seasons and you have to go through these, these failures or these stumbling blocks in order to become you, to get that knowledge and to get that, that blessing, right? Of understanding. And I think that that's, That's what's been so powerful. And there's a lot of my story woven throughout, but lots of other women's stories too, where it's like, yes, these light bulb moments or these struggles, you are not alone in feeling this way. And I think there's so much power in feeling like, oh, there are other people out there that struggle with this. I belong. And I think that's really what I wanted this book to do is to say, come right next to me, sister, because we are, we have all experienced this. We've all felt this way. Let's figure out how to make this better. And it doesn't matter who you are, what you've accomplished, right? Right, yeah. So sometimes even because of what I do, I always tell my audience, we're in this together. Like we're growing together. I I I don't think I am the expert guru, someone sitting up on a hill going, what's wrong with you? I'm like, look, we are going up together. Mm -hmm. And the reason I even started the pod club is because I I wanted to share with the audience the things that were changing me in the moment. Not two years later after it's like, oh, I've put this system in place for the last few years. It's like, look, you guys, I'm doing this right now because I know I need it and just moved from California back to Atlanta and new home, daughters in a new school, public school, middle school. She's going through all these, you know. Yeah, yeah. I got a middle school daughter too. I know exactly (laughs) what you're talking about. So I'm like in a different stage of motherhood right now, right? Mm -hmm. My husband's had to transition. There's been so many things going on that I felt that scattered in the windstorm feeling where there were so many things that felt like a priority. And I love in the book, you like- priorities, but like that wasn't plural. That didn't start out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like take us down this just path of how you 
started to to understand the power of saying no for yourself and figuring out what matters versus what doesn't. Yes. Well, I love what you said there because I think you're so right. We are all works in progress. We are all evolving. We're all growing. We're all changing. And if we're not growing and evolving and changing, what, what are we really doing? We're just stuck in that same place. It's good to get out of our comfort zone. We get really comfortable in our own discomfort. You know, even mm-hmm. if it's something that's not bringing us joy or happiness, it's like, well, this is what I've always done. So you just keep trudging along. And a lot of times you do need, you need that disruption in order to really say, okay, you know what? This is a time for a change. This is what I need to, I need to make a shift. I need to make, you know, an adjustment in my life. Sometimes that's a small shift. Sometimes it's a giant shift, you know? And so it just depends on, on where you are in life. So I love that you share that journey because that's what we're on. We're all on a journey. And I yeah. think so often we think life is here just to be endured when truly it is meant to be enjoyed. We need to be enjoying the journey, enjoying every moment, not chasing our tails, not wearing ourselves out, not, not you know, checking a thousand things off our to-do list and slipping into bed going, oh, I didn't do enough, mm. you know, even though you're busy all day long. Let's find that joy that's already there in our day. It's just covered with all the clutter and noise and the busyness and everything else. So for me, really, it was that I was in that season of just wearing myself out. And I, I had this really, you know, this epiphany, this moment where I was stirring a pot of spaghetti on the stove with um, my kids playing at my feet. And I hear the garage door open. And so I know my husband is coming home and he doesn't come in. And he doesn't come in. And he doesn't come in. And each minute that passes, like if I was a cartoon, like the red would be like rising up, you know, and the smoke coming out. <laughs> Totally. So like four minutes after the garage door opens, I like stomp over to the garage door and I fling it open. And there he is sitting there in his car, just laughing away, having a great time listening to a bit on the radio. And I was furious. And I literally said to myself, how dare he? Like, what is he doing out here? You know, I would never. And then I stopped. And that was the moment where I realized, what was I going to say there? I would never give myself five minutes. I would never give my chan- myself the chance to like transition into home life. I would never like where, why did, was it that all of a sudden the idea of success, the idea of busyness, the idea of, you know, doing it all somehow defined me and made me quote unquote whole or better or, you know, whatever it is. Why was it I was feeling that way? When I was really, you know, feeling so empty inside, I wasn't really filling my days with what was truly important. And so that was really when I began to make the shift and I took a really hard look. I think, you know, if I'd had a plate in my hand, I might've thrown it at his head. I was so <laughs> mad. And I'm like, why, why is this making me so angry? Why am I so mad at him? And I didn't have a really good reason other than, well, because you're neglecting yourself and you don't feel like you deserve this. Mm-hmm. When quite frankly... I deserve it. You deserve it. Everyone listening to this podcast deserves it. Everyone not listening to this podcast, they deserve it too. We all deserve to give ourselves that time. You know, we're so busy chasing busy that we're running and running and running. We don't give ourselves chance a chance to really inhale so that we can exhale. We feel guilty taking that in-breath, don't we? Like, mm-hmm. we're like, oh, I don't have time for that. Who has time for that? When really, if we give ourselves that inhale, if we give ourselves that space, we can do better work. We can be more effective. We can, we can be better in all the different roles that we play. I mean, I had a couple of, you know, tough love moments with myself where it was like, why are you feeling this way? And I need to take a really hard look at how I'm choosing 
to spend my time. Because I think this is the thing is we don't feel like we have a choice. And I feel like that's really the underlying theme of the book is, you know what? You do have choices. We all have choices in every situation. We can choose to walk away. We can choose to do less. We can choose to say yes. We can. Those are all choices. You know, mm-hmm. and so often we feel like the day controls us when really we hold the power. We are the one who are, you know, making these choices on a regular basis. So stopping and really realizing and acknowledging that and then trying to look at these opportunities from a different lens. And that's part of the reason why I have that whole finding your yes blueprint in the book. It's like, yeah. you know what, instead of saying, oh, you know what, I have the time. So this should be a yes. It's like, no, 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 no. We don't ask if you have the time. Let's ask first if this really fulfills you. Is this really fulfilling to your soul? Does this get you to where your North Star is guiding you, your mission, your vision, your core values? Is this something that's really going to be something that propels you forward? Then we can talk about whether you have the time. But we don't ask about the time first, right? It's true. It's true. We We don't ask about the time (laughs) first. Like this is so good. And you are so right. We have the power to choose. And it it's so hurtful for myself when I hear myself even do that sometimes, or especially when Mm -hmm. I hear women in my audience and they're like, well, you know, I have to go do this. And I'm like, I have to. Why? Mm -hmm. Who's who told you that? Like who, who says like, why do you have to do it? Or why do you have to do it that way? Or why do you have to do it at that time? Like we have to learn to kind of question where we get these assumptions from. And the reason I chose you for the people pillar. So this whole series at the beginning of the year is dedicated to helping us get results in our lives, not resolutions. So people set these resolutions and it's like, oh, that's cute. And then it, it dissipates, right? but we want to focus on results. And the thing that I took away from your book, I think more than anything was that the people pillar. So we talk about creating relationships that matter. Yes. The people pillar starts though, with creating that relationship with yourself, like giving yourself permission Mm -hmm. to take power back, like to choose what actually matters to you. Like you are the first person that you need to have this relationship with. Yes. Yes. Now you're preaching. See, you're absolutely (laughs) right though. I mean, this is the thing is we're so busy pleasing all the people that we put ourselves at the very bottom of that people pleasing list. We think, oh, I can't do that. And I think a lot of it is we are born givers. We give, we give, we give, we give, we give, we give, we give. And then we feel guilty getting, oh, I shouldn't do that. We women, we should on ourselves all the time. Oh, I should do that, or I shouldn't do that, or I should, you know. We are pushing everybody else's expectations onto ourselves when really it's it's the question of what feels good to you? What drives you towards that life you want? What choices can you make today that will make a difference in who you are? Because here's the truth. When we take care of ourselves, we're better able, we're better equipped to take care of everybody else. We cannot shine our light on other people if our batteries need recharging. And so, right? Say that again. (laughs) So you cannot shine your light on other people if your batteries need recharging. Mm -hmm. So shine that light, right? We want to shine our light on other people. Let's give ourselves the ability to truly do that. When we give to ourselves, we end up giving our best version of ourselves to everybody else. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you think about it, When you take care of yourself, when you feel good, when you feel happy, when you feel content, 
doesn't that bleed into everyone else's life, into yes. your children, into your spouse or significant other, into your friends, into the strangers you meet on the street that you happen to look in the eye and smile? That passes on. So we feel guilty taking care of ourselves, but really, if we took the time to really take care of ourselves. And when I say self-care, it's more like soul care, right? Self-care is people think it's like mud masks and pedicures and those things are great, but it's also really filling up your soul, not filling up your calendar, but really filling your soul, taking care of what is important to you, your own needs. And then you are more well-equipped and better able to take care of everybody else even better. Mm -hmm. Fill up your soul, not your calendar. That is so good. You know, at the time I was reading the book um, in school, I'm getting an MBA right now in behavioral finance. And in good school, you. that's amazing. I'm taking this course, I was taking this course, um, leadership and organizational behavior. And so mm-hmm. in this leadership portion, it was talking about identifying your core values. And I had just done that exercise in the book. I was like, I got this in the bag, right? But I was like, (laughs) wow, look at how this keeps coming up, right? Mm -hmm. That as a leader, I need to make decisions based on my core values. And it it actually led me to changing my team up because I realized that I had tolerated or compromised my core values in order to people please, even on my own team, Mm. because I knew that there was something out of alignment, right? Yes. And in the same way in the book, I really saw that when I was really clear on my personal core values as well, not just as a leader, as a businesswoman and entrepreneur, even at home, it really started to make it easier to say no. And I thought I was already delivered. Okay. Like I thought I had already like mastered. You're like, I'm there. I'm there. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my no game is strong. But I I found those places where I was Mm -hmm. still straddling the fence. Yeah. And I was still compromising. And if you follow me on Instagram, you already know, because you know, I've done a few videos about straddling the fence and settling for what's good versus God's best for me. And when I tapped into doing the core values and and realigning with my North Star, as you explain mm-hmm. it in the book, oh girl, people, places, things, opportunities, lots of things had to go. Yeah, it's amazing when you really start filtering using that North Star. So um, for your listeners, the North Star is your mission, your vision, and your core values. And so your your mission statement is not what you do, it's why you do what you do, right? That's your mission statement. Your vision statement tells you where you're going. It's it's really hard to get on a path when you don't know where, where, where you're heading, right? So that tells you where you're going and your core values tell you how you're going to get there. And so those three things together, that's your North Star. And if you use that as your filter, if you use that as your test for whether an opportunity is right for you or not, it's so much easier to say, nope, this doesn't really fit or nope, this team member isn't really aligning here or yes, this is what is meant for me because truly It is not necessarily about saying no, it's about finding your yeses. You know, I think people say all the time, like, you need to say no more often. It really isn't about the no, it's about the yes. Not saying yes to things that are like, yeah, maybe, but saying yes to the things that are like, yes, absolutely. Absolutely, yes. Those are your yeses. Those are the yeses that cross your lips and you're like, that feels good. You know what feels bad is when you say yes, and then you're like 10 seconds later, you're like, oh man, oh, man. why did, why I, did I, do I just do that, right? Yeah. So we want to be able to have this filter to be able to decide, what do I want to say yes to? What do I want to say no to? And I use that word want there 
you really want to say no to a lot of these opportunities. And we talk in the book about how to make that easier, right? Mm -hmm. How to make saying no easier and to feel good about it. But truly using that to help guide you because we have so many opportunities. And I hear from people that are like, I don't know, I could do this or I could do that. Or I get asked to do all these different things. And how am I supposed to know what to do? Use that North Star. Use Use that as your guide. It truly does make a difference. And it gets you to that destination we want to get to, that vision that we have for ourselves, for our lives, for our business, for our families. That's how you get there. Small, consistent movements on a regular basis get you there so much faster and easier, right? Yeah, with so much more, I think, ease and grace and peace. Oh, ease, grace, and and peace. Like just saying those makes me feel good about, yeah, you don't think twice about it, right? It's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that didn't align. Yeah. Like that didn't align. Um, One of the ways in the book that you really got me to reevaluate what's a yes Mm -hmm. and and what's definitely a no is like the diagram of how many years (laughs) our life represents. Mm -hmm. So you guys have to see this. If you have the book, I think it's maybe around chapter 100 or something. Oh, chapter two. Okay. Look, game changer. Because what she does is, it's so good, you guys. I really haven't seen this in the book, <laughs> but she lays out like what, how many, how many, what a hundred years looks like, mm-hmm. right? And then what possibly 80 years look like, if that's your life expectancy, and then how many months. And then you did this, this comparison of like how old your kids were and how many, you know, Friday nights, let's say you have yes. left with them. And my daughter is 12 and some change. I did the math. I have it right here. I have with her in my home about 244 more Fridays. Yeah, and it's to like oh. see that about 244 more Fridays at the, mm-hmm. the time of this taping. And when I look back over how many Fridays have already gone by, right? Double that, you know, number and how quickly it went by and how many of those I may have been speaking, I may have been traveling. Um, she may have, you know, had little things to do with right. friends or whatever. And how much time is just going by? It really makes me run things up against that. Mm, you know what? But I, I only have this many more Fridays with Reagan. You right. know, I only have this many more Sundays potentially with my husband because we don't, you know, you don't know like what you don't know, right? You just don't know. And it's like, mm, am I going to give up one of my Fridays for that? Yeah, that's really the thing is, do I want to give up my Friday night for that, right? For this opportunity, do I want to give up my Friday night to go work on a project that I don't even care about or I don't love or that I'm going to begrudgingly because I've been, you know, feeling like obligated instead of joy for doing it. You know, I really wanted with that diagram to take this idea of time and priority, which are so abstract and make them concrete. So you could really feel like you see it. And I think so often we, we get stuck in the trenches, right? Especially with kids. Let's be honest. Like there are seasons that are tough with our kids and we are in the trenches and we feel like there's no getting out of it, you know? But when you think about it and we do this in the diagram and you realize we really only have our kids living with us for maybe 20% of their lives, mm-hmm. right? The first 18 years, if they live to be a hundred, that's 18%. That's mm-hmm. really simple math right there. And so we have this time to really instill our values, our morals, our ethics into our children, to pour our love fully into them. 
But because we feel like we're in the trenches so often, we're just, we're taking it for granted. Let's stop and really assess how am I spending my Friday nights with these kids? Because for me, Friday nights are for pizza and movies and family time and really pouring myself into my family. And there are times where opportunities come up that, you know, are on a Friday night and I do say yes to them, mm-hmm. but they mm-hmm. have to be great opportunities. It, that is not a, yeah, maybe it's a it, yes, yeah. absolutely for me kind of a situation. And having that filter of like, you know, is this more important than Friday night with my family? And really crystallizing that for myself has made a huge difference. I love that it's made a difference for you. It's made a difference. It's definitely made a difference. It's literally made the difference between me taking certain speaking gigs for 2020 and not. Like it's made a difference because if I'm like, meh, (laughs) totally. grudgingly or mm-hmm. I know that I'm going to go and just endure versus enjoy for myself because I can go into any space and pour into people. Yes. That's who I am. Right. So yes. I can go into any space, but I do realize I have to be more selective about the spaces at this point, because my time with my daughter in my home is dwindling away. It is. And I pray that I still have the same gifts and talents and that people still want to invite me to places. They will. God provides. God provides, right? When she's grown and gone. Okay. And I choose if I choose to, and my husband can come with me everywhere and we can do our thing. But right now in this season, like this is a season and it is gone in a moment, you know, and it's truly is. you, You really have to evaluate, you know, let me tell you, Tanya, there's another thing that you got me all the way together on in the book. I love it. That also has helped me really identify my my no versus my yes. I'll mm-hmm. just say it that way. There's several things. Another one was the to-do list versus the priority mm-hmm. list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a game change. Break it down for us. And Tell us what we normally so do. easy. Because right? I was like you. I used to just be a, like a list checker. I would oh, do it, yeah. write it down so that I could check it off because yeah. I wanted to remember how much I had done in the day because that was yeah. the win. Like, look at it's all a, the stuff you did. It's a mood enhancer versus really a productivity <laughs> tool, right? right. You're using it that way. And I think this is a thing is people think, well, I have a to-do list. So I'm, I'm therefore, quote unquote, productive. And truly, the way that I define productivity is it's not about doing more. It's doing what is most important. You know, if you take 50 steps in 50 different directions, where are you going to end up? Maybe in the same spot, maybe (laughs) further behind. But if you choose instead to take five purposeful, intentional steps, five steps forward in the same direction, where are you going to end up? Closer to where you want to go. We think it's about quantity. We think it's about checking as many things off our list as we possibly can when really it's quality, hands down, every single time. So instead of making a to-do list, which is far too long, let's be honest, it's probably three miles too long, (laughs) right? It's unorganized. It's unattainable. There is a survey from LinkedIn that found 89% of professionals do not finish their to-do list on a regular basis. And how does that make you feel? I mean, think about it. No wonder you go into bed at night and your head hits the pillow and you think, I'm not enough. I didn't do enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not enough. That is the worst feeling. Talk about, you know, dissatisfaction and feeling unsuccessful. So I tell people, instead of doing a to-do list, make a priority list. And what I love about a priority list is it's a to-do list with intention, right? Takes the exact same amount of time as a to-do list. 
It's just taking a little bit more brain power to really think about how you want to prioritize. So the to-do list, you know, is scattered and unorganized. The priority list is, it has three different categories. And we go through this in the book. The top category is escalate, followed by cultivate, and then accommodate. So there at the top, we have tasks that are urgent, like they need to be done. They need to be done soon. They have a looming deadline. They're also important. And here's the thing. Important tasks are things that drive you forward. They're connected to your North Star. They're linked to a goal. They're things that need to be done by you, and they're advantageous. They're an investment in yourself and in your future and your growth and professionally and personally. So that's what important tasks are. Urgent tasks, they're just things that have to be done right away right? They're not necessarily important. So there at the top, we start with that uh, category of escalate, important and urgent tasks. And then the next category is our cultivate. And these are our tasks that are important. They're not really urgent. So what happens is a lot of times these get pushed to the side because they're not a screaming fire. They're not like screaming out at you, right? So we think, oh, I'll just do that later. But this is really where we see that growth because it's important tasks. So this might be making a marketing budget for your Mm -hmm. business. It might be getting your MBA, right? Mm -hmm. Taking a course, getting a certification. It might be, you know, working on a project that's not due for six weeks or six months even. So you can really innovate and explore and really make it the best, you know, you possibly can. So this is where we want to spend more of our time. Things that are important, but not really urgent. And that's our second category. The third category is accommodate. Now, these are the tasks that are urgent. So they are screaming out. They want to get done right away. But they're not really important, right? These are the things that end up, you know, being what drags us all around town, chasing down errands uh. and doing a bunch of those things. Oh, I got to get this. I got to do that. And that's what wastes a lot of our time. They're not really important. They're not driving us towards our goals. They're not getting us closer to our North Star. They're not really an investment in yourself. But because they are an urgent fire, we're taking care of those first. Yeah. So now with a priority list, you start at the top and you work your way down. So the things that are urgent but not really important, they get done, but they get accommodated. They don't, they don't take up the majority of your time. They're done at the end of the day or when there is time to do it. We start with the tasks that are truly important and work our way down. And that to me is an example of a small, huge movement, right? It's this simple to do, easy to manage, yet monumental in the impact it can make on your day and how you feel at the end of your day. Because if you're ending your days feeling bad about yourself, thinking that you're not enough, feeling unsatisfied, you're starting your day feeling exactly the same. Uh-huh. Let's go to bed at night and go, you know what? Today was good. I, I know. So good today. Tanya, let me tell you. Wake up. Yeah. Well, I have been ending the day like, oh, you did that. I, I see you, girl. It. You did that. I see you. Yeah. I see you. You did that. I literally only have three things on my list now. I used to be the girl with the running oh, list. I feel and like I've heard these angels things. are singing right now. Like, I'm so happy. Like it's you just, know, yeah. and I'm real. I'm pretty productive, right? So yes, oh, you know, yeah, you I, I make things happen. But it was about how I felt about myself on the days that I didn't or couldn't. Right? right. The mm-hmm. what? The way? The guilt I would feel. Oh, guilt. It's like this heavy backpack that we're carrying around with Mm -hmm. us. And we wonder why we're not moving forward. You're dragging this backpack of guilt around with you. It's slowing you down. It's keeping you from where you really want to go. Let's make Mm -hmm. our days achievable. Let's make them attainable. Let's make them focus on what's most important because you are moving forward in the direction you want and you feel good. We undervalue that idea of being happy. 
we think, oh, it's not about being happy. It's about being productive, right? In this traditional idea of doing a lot. And really, let's value happiness. Let's value that feeling of satisfaction at the end of the day. Let's feel good when we go to bed at night so that we can feel good tomorrow. I think that is one of the most important things we can do for ourselves. Tanya, I took it one step further. (laughs) Oh, you did. (laughs) I literally use this idea of, you know, important versus urgent. Uh Like I kind of filter everything through that. Like, okay, I need to get this done, but I don't have to get it done at the top of my day. I use, you know, the top of the day for the things that really matter, like important and urgent, right? Uh And then important. And then the other stuff. I filtered my Gmail account. Uh Like I never knew how to do that. I'm not like a tech person. I'm not all super, any of that, those things. I was looking at filters and I found that I could section off my inbox Mm-hmm. by important yes. versus mm-hmm. like the starred stuff. And then there's a everything else. Girl, I love the way that I've been able to train like the most important conversations to be at the top and it's all separated. And that's what I focus on when I'm even checking email are the important conversations. And yeah. another game changer. And I wouldn't have even been aware honestly, that that was a thing or I could do it until I really became conscious of this important versus urgent, important and urgent, you know, concept from the book. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing how when you are introduced to something and you are sincere, like, okay, I need to implement this. I never click around Google and play with settings. And, you know, I'm not in Gmail doing all that stuff. And I stumbled upon it and I was like, wait a (gasps) minute here. This is, yeah, yeah. This is it. I'm like, this is it. And it has been so helpful for me staying on top of the things that matter, like my brand work and client work and stuff like that versus all the things that would just come in. All the other clutter. For my attention. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we kind of touched on this idea in chapter 12, where we talk about the idea of your mindset and the frequency illusion, that Mm -hmm. once something comes to the forefront of your mind, you start seeing it in more places. And it starts like pulling itself out of the background because your brain is literally seeing it and tagging it. Like this is, this is something you need to look at, right? That's why too, choosing to think about like what's important versus urgent, you began to see opportunities where this is appearing in other places that you could implement it because it was at the forefront of your brain. Your brain pulled that out and said, oh, because you might've been in settings if that wasn't something your brain pulled and just scanned over it. There's a lot in those settings. Yeah, There's a <laughs> lot in those settings that people don't even realize. Things like pausing your inbox and you know scheduling and delaying your emails to go out so you can really set your boundaries with yes. your clients so they're not done that now at too. two in the morning. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing is technology can be our really good friend to us. It can be a time waster if we allow it to be but it can also really work to our benefits. This is why I truly believe in paper planning and technology working together because there's some amazing things we can do. So I love that because you're in that mindset, you saw the opportunity, and I love that you're doing that in your inbox. I think it's fabulous. Yeah. So much easier to go through your inbox, right? So much easier, paper planning and the inbox. I'm grateful for the joy of missing out. Thank you. You did your thing and I'm not afraid to miss out. I'm not afraid to say no. And I didn't think that I was, you know, like I didn't, I didn't consciously identify with that because, you know, personal development junkie, self-proclaimed. So (laughs) I've done so many of the things and I've, I've read so many of the books, but I think there was something about the tone of your book 
first of all, I, I really appreciated the humor and we're similar in a lot of ways Thank that you. I found out in the book, <laughs> but from a woman, from a mother and from a woman of faith mm-hmm. and how all of those things just resonated with me so much and just illuminated opportunity for growth. And so I thank you because I know that 2020 and beyond, I am going to show up so much more clear and more joyful, Mm -hmm. right? Because Mm -hmm. I'm not doing things that I have to endure. I'm choosing things because I have the power to choose Mm -hmm. um, things that I truly enjoy and not coming from a scarcity mindset of, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? It's making my faith stronger because I believe that I'm doing this with the right heart and the right motivation. Like God sees my heart and he'll honor my decision to honor myself so that I can bring my best self to the things that he aligns me with. Yes. And I'm grateful, girl. It it allows you to hear his voice, right? It allows you to hear and create that Through space all the clutter. for him because there's so much noise. There's so much clutter in our lives and in our brains and everywhere else that it's so hard. And we feel this disruption. We feel this, you know, what, what Lord, just talk to me. Tell me what I need to do. He's telling you. You just have to open your eyes to it. You have to, you have to get get through all of that noise and, and busyness and quiet yourself, quiet your soul to be able to really see where is he pulling you, where is he taking you? Because he does have a path designed for you. He does have a plan for every single one of us. But part of our job is to really quiet ourselves, to really listen for it. And I think when we do that, we really step into alignment. We start to really get into our zone of genius. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes a world of difference. I am humbled, honestly, by your words. And I'm, I'm receiving them because that's one of the things I am working on right now is receiving compliments and receiving them with grace. So thank you so much. I'm, I really am incredibly grateful. It means the world to me that, that the book has meant so much to you. I mean, yeah. that's, that's why I wrote it. I wanted to write a book. And this is considered one of the first productivity books written for women by a woman maybe ever. I was in the top 10 of time management on Amazon. I was the only woman in the top 50. And I I could feel that. Like when I thought about all the things that I had read, yes, they were good. They made great points. But I recognized since reading your book that there was something that was different. And I was like, is it because she's a one? I like, I just felt like you understood me so yeah. much better than any man writing a book on this subject could ever write for me. Like they could give me the tools and mm-hmm. present really great ideas, but there's just something about a woman speaking to another woman's heart. I'm we know, sorry. yeah, we know how our, our our minds work. We understand one another in ways that are different, right? Mm-hmm. And and we are we are different. The way that we feel and the guilt that we experience and yes. the you know the the need to give, give, give. That's, that is, you know, I'm not saying that's unique to women, that there are men like that also, but it's more universal for us as women. We are born nurturers. And so I really wanted to lean into a lot of those things that we struggle with and we deal with as women. Because the other thing is, truly, I wanted a book on productivity that was the whole woman, you know, the holistic with a W there, that it's not just about being productive at work. It's about being productive in our home life in our faith, in our, you know, all the areas of us, we are more than just a worker bee. We are a woman in so many different regards. We're a wife or a friend, we're an aunt, we're maybe a mother, we're, you know, all these different things. Let's feel productive in all of them, not just work. That's why I loved it because it represented so much of what we talk about here at Redefining Wealth, just that total 
package. Ooh, okay. Before oh, I let you talking, go, right? <laughs> I know. Before I let you go, I usually end the show with asking some redefining wealth rapid wisdom questions. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a few things and just tell us the very first thing that comes to mind, okay? Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> All right. How do you define success? Living a life that I tell people about, like truly living true to my message. Love it. How do you define wealth in three words or less? Time with family. Yes. What's one book that has redefined how you see wealth? Mm, that is a really hard question. I'm still working on that. <laughs> I'm a work in progress. <laughs> As I said earlier, one book. I mean, I feel like Dave Ramsey's book was really powerful for me. Mm -hmm. um, that's probably the first one I can think of. But yeah, that's, that is financial. something I'm still working on. Financial peace or total money makeover? Total money makeover. Okay, good. Yeah, that was a great mm -hmm. book. All right. Fill in the blank. My name is, insert your name. And for me, the truth about wealth is. My name is Tanya Dalton. And the truth about wealth is, it really is how you spend your time more than anything else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it, girl. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for being here. Thank you for pouring into my ladies during our pod club call. That was you. Oh, I I thoroughly, <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed that. I mean, getting to hear what they thought of the book. I, I used to think that words of affirmation were my love language. I've now realized it's underlined passages, dog-eared pages, <laughs> right? And highlighted sections. That is my love language. So it was, you, it well, was you would love my book. <laughs> <laughs> Just thank you for being you. Thank you for pouring your all into the joy of missing out. Truly a game changer. You guys pick up a copy. You will not be disappointed and you will get the results that you are looking for in 2020. If you read this book and actually take it to heart, it's going to, it's going to change the game. I really believe that. Uh, thank you, Tanya. Appreciate you so much, girl. Thank you. I appreciate you. And I love that we've connected. All right. Didn't I tell you? Tanya is off the chain. Yes. And this is results, not resolutions. So I want you to take this seriously. What are you going to literally stop doing? What are you willing to miss out on so that you can make the most of the things that matter? There are so many things since reading The Joy of Missing Out that I have literally committed to not straddling the fence and letting my yes be my yes and my no be my no. And that means that there are some good things that I'm missing out on. There's some very good things that I'm missing out on. But the great things, especially the great things that I know God has for me, I'm all in. And the fulfillment that comes from that is unmatched. And so I want to challenge you as you look at what you are saying you're going to accomplish this year, what are you willing to give up? What are you willing to take off the table? What are you willing to say, you know what? It's a no for this season. It's not a no forever, but right now in this season, it just doesn't matter as much. Think about that. Share with us in the Purpose Chasers community. Remember, completely free community. We're in the process of uh, working towards partnering you up with accountability partners so that you really have a different level of accountability. 
which I truly make think makes the difference. So head over to IamAPurposeChaser.com and join us. Hit me up in social media. I'm at SeekWisdomPCW. Tell me what you thought of this episode. Make sure you also reach out to Tanya Dalton. Thank her so much for pouring into us on the Redefining Wealth podcast. And I'm excited. This series, as all of them have been, like if you need to binge in, in between, you know, Thursdays, go and listen to Results Not Resolutions 2018 and 2019. Oh my goodness. It will help you set the tone for your entire year. I'm telling you. Next week, we move on to the space pillar. I have some great information coming up for you. If you are struggling with clutter, organization, beautification, if you are so mad at yourself every time you see those beautiful pictures of the organized pantry (laughs) or linen closet on Pinterest or Instagram. Our guest next week is going to help you out tremendously and give you an opportunity to show yourself a little grace. So make sure that you stick around. If you haven't subscribed, please do. And as always, until next time, I want you to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.